0: Hey everybody, Frank Finance here, hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be doing a stock analysis on Facebook or Meta, ticker symbol FB. And Today we're going to be looking at Facebook, who's gone down almost 50% in the last six months from their all-time highs. And then we're going to ultimately be asking the question, is Facebook worth an investment? All right, for today's target on Meta, I'm going to go over my price target. I'm going to look at 2021 Q4 results. We're going to look at earnings highlights, current events, and headwinds facing Facebook. We're going to look at my DCF model and go a little bit into a couple different scenarios there. And then lastly, I'm going to give my thoughts on Facebook as an investment. Quick plug for the channel. If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. I do videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis such as this one. Also, if you find it helpful, please hit that like button. All right, jumping into my price target for Facebook or Meta. Now, I have them at $250 in the next 12 months, indicating about a 34% upside. Now, my DCF model, I have them at $269 a share, and the EBITDA multiple, I have them at $330 a share. Now, I do think there is some short-term risk with Facebook, and it could move down to $150 a share, which is where they are trading at the pandemic lows. Now, I do think there is some risk with the name, that's why we have that downside there. And there are some headwinds facing Meta, and some growth concerns, as well as some current events. And we'll talk about all those things later on in the videos after the earnings information. All right, jumping into Q4 2021 earnings that were reported on February 2nd. Meta reported earnings per share normalized and earnings per share gap at $3.67 a share, compared to analyst expectations of $3.82 and $3.83. So they missed on both of those metrics by $0.15 and $0.16 respectively. Some are around 4%. Now on the revenue side, they beat by a less than one percent by 230 million dollars. They reported 33.67 billion dollars in the quarter, compared to analyst expectations of 33.44 billion. All right, jumping into earnings highlight. Revenue for the full year came at 117 billion dollars, or about 36 percent year-over-year growth, which is pretty solid for a company that was making 80 something billion dollars the year prior. Now, user came in at daily, uh, daily average persons came at 2.82. Monthly average persons at 3.59. So, a pretty good conversion rate from daily to um, monthly. Um, I think it's around 66% or so. Or at least that's where it was on the Facebook app. Now, they did break, they do break this down by Facebook, which is obviously a large driver here. Facebook's daily active users at 1.93 and monthly active users at 2.91 billion. Now just in reference to the total world, about 3 billion people in the world don't currently have internet and there's about 7.7 billion people in the world. So there you know Facebook on a daily basis is still touching at least 25% of the world's population, which is quite astounding, just to think about it that way. So there is a large reach there, and that is why they're able to gather that revenue through ads, which is, again, their main avenue for um, revenue. Now, another thing and takeaway was Reality Labs segment um, lost $10 billion in 2021. Again, if they had just wiped that off the book, stopped going down that path, that's an extra $10 billion, um, theoretically, to their free cash flow. Um, and then another thing I'm estimating, just to, to, to note this, is for 2022, I'm estimating somewhere between 12 and 14 billion dollars in loss on that segment for this coming year. Now, real quickly to run through some of the guidance information, they gave revenue estimates of 27 to 29 billion dollars in Q1 of 2022, indicating about a 3 to 11 percent growth rate, which surprised investors and some of the things that they're hinting at to cause that slower growth is one they're going to be focused on reels which has a lower monetization rate than their long-form content another three things that they identified were for pricing issues was apple ios changed year over year so really didn't get implemented until april in 2021 so the first three months of 2022 Are not going to be definitely reflective of the apple changes that came in the following month so moving from q2 forward it should be a better comparison year over year now they did they are expecting a decrease in ad budgets for those who are spending on their platform due to certain issues mainly around like geopolitical and tightening of budgets due to inflationary pressure pressures Um, and then lastly the thing they cited was exchange rates they did give their expense range from $90 to $95 billion, and they gave a CapEx budget of $29 to $34 billion when compared to 2021 of about $19 billion. Um, And the things that they said they were going to spend that on was data centers, servers, network infrastructure, and office facilities driven by AI and machine learning. And to note is they specified this has nothing to do with reality labs at this time, but they did say maybe in the future we might have to increase our CapEx to do that so just that's another thing to remember and the tax rate they don't think is going to really change from year to year If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing I do videos on personal finance, investing and stock analysis. Also hit that like button and let me know what you think about Facebook down below. Any questions, I will try to get to them as soon as possible. Now to your content. All right, jumping into current events and headwinds for Facebook moving forward. So first off being ad revenue and the biggest hit in the last year and a half has been Apple introducing their iOS 15 in April of 2021. And Facebook is thinking that's going to be around a $10 billion uh, hit. However, they still said it's really a best guess at this point, and they'll know more as time goes by. They are trying to implement some things to offset that and basically kind of negate it, but I don't think, and I don't think anyone expects them to totally make that up. Basically, they're still going to grow, but just this is going to slow down the growth since they're kind of taking a little bit of a step back here. Another thing I think is worth noting is Google, Google is also implementing a privacy thing similar to what um, Apple has done, but in a little bit different in the way they're going about it. I've talked about this before. I'll leave a descript- I'll leave a link to the des- in the description below of a full video explaining what Google is planning on changing. But um, you know, if it goes as planned into what they're revealing, it shouldn't have a big hit there. But it is something I wanted to label as kind of a risk possibly um, if it's not exactly how Google and Facebook are are playing it off to be right now. Now, another thing that we just have to know as a risk is virtual slash augmented reality and realities labs is super expensive right now. It's been about $10 billion last year, expecting somewhere between $12 and $14 billion for this coming year. That's my guess. Um, and again, if you just got rid of that, it would you know increase their cash flows quite substantially. So if that doesn't pay off, it's just basically a big cash burn and there's going to have to be some sort of big payoff in order for it to honestly be worth it. Worth what they're spending on it at this point from a competition standpoint um, short-term short-form content is definitely getting prioritized and as i mentioned earlier is lower monetization rate than the longer form content so that is a hurdle they're going to have to overcome in the short term next is interest rates so interest rates are increasing that theoretically or you know actually in practice has not been good for the larger tech companies historically so that is going to give them a lower price pressure as that increases the weighted average cost of capital. And, um, you know, that increases the discount rate back in which you value these companies. And that's the main factor there. The regulatory pressure on this um, is Facebook is constantly going to um, U.S. government uh, hearings and, and stuff. And they're constantly on both Democrat and Republican like radars. Even when you're looking at European countries, they're constantly looking at Facebook as the boogeyman. Um, And, you know, you have recent um, recent spat with Russia and Russia basically removed them. And that is about going to be about a two billion dollar revenue hit as they basically got rid of Facebook in Russia. So um, I I don't know. Maybe that's a little too aggressive. I don't know if that's exactly the case, but they are going to take a financial hit in 2022 because of that. And this was actually after the earnings um, that came out. So these are some of the things that Facebook is going to have to deal with over the next year. All right, jumping into my DCF model for Facebook, drawing your eyes to the equity value here. I have a DCF model calculation of 269 and an EBITDA multiple of 330, as I mentioned in the price target section. So let's kind of go over some of the inputs and assumptions and let me know what you think in the comments below. Now, the growth rate over the next couple years, I have at 12 and 17%. These are on line with analyst expectations. And further years, I went ahead and go ahead and start tapering things off as again, they have high market saturation in the world as overall. And I just, I, I, unless we're going to see something with Reality Labs, I think we, we could see slower growth moving forward. And, it, and in, the, in the event that they do continue to grow, um, you know, that's good and all. Um, it just it presents more upside for us. Now, long-term growth rate, I put at 4%, and the EBITDA multiple, I put at 75 I kept their future shares outstanding where they're currently at today. And in terms of net debt, they're basically positive about $33 billion, as they have quite a bit of cash and cash equivalents on the books here. And they basically have no long-term debt all right looking at a couple more of the inputs again just a reminder that their growth expectation is 3 to 11 percent for q1 and they gave no guidance for full year 2022 capex budget from 29 to 34 billion in 2022 and analyst as we mentioned earlier growth rate of 20 12 and 17 percent respectively for 2022 and 2023 so in this uh breakdown here i went ahead and calculated their EBITDA and their free cash flow for future years, based off of ratios with between revenue and their EBITDA and free cash flow, respectively. Now you can look at their EBITDA ratios; always been above 45% since 2014. And moving forward, I started them off at 45% and started tapering off all the way down to 38%. Now again, this is ultra conservative, and I think I think if you did anything above 40%, you'd be uh, safe. And if you've got you know, 44% for all the years, I think you'd also be safe there as well. But I like to play this super conservative. Next up, we have free cash flow ratios. And you can look at this. There's only been one year where it's below 27%. I start them off at 27% in 2022, and I start tapering that off all the way down to 23%, which is something that they've all you know never had struggled with here. So again, ultra conservative here. I know people are gonna have issues with this, but it's just what how I do my modeling. I like to I like to be very conservative in that in that regard. And then as I mentioned earlier, the revenue growth rates taper off down to 6%, and the long term is at 4%. Now, for different scenarios here, I went ahead on the low side. If we take revenue um, down to, I think I, I moved it down to like 3% from year one to year five, and then I went ahead and had them growing at, I think, 2 or 3%, um, and that DCF brings them to 78 and their EBITDA multiple of 80, $182 a share. And I, I gave that about a 20% uh, chance. Basically doing to, um, you know, if we have antitrust, if the Google privacy stuff has issues, we could see that play out. But I'm not assigning that a huge value at the moment. The middle range, again, as I mentioned earlier, is about $269 a share or about $324 for the EBITDA multiple at 7.5. Uh, and on the high side, I gave it EBITDA multiple of 10 and that brings it to $460 um and the DCF valuation would be at $431 a share. Again, these are still with relatively low um EBITDA and free cash flow rates and all I was doing in here was changing um the growth rates. So for example, on the higher higher sides, I left that at like um I think it was like 17, sorry, about 15% year over year growth between 1 and 5 and then I tapered off to like you know, let's say like five or 6% um, terminal value would get you somewhere closer to that. So um, weighted value of all those, again, I have my weights at 20%, 70%, and 10%. I had 267 and $309 um, respectively for the DCF value and the EBITDA multiple. All right, now for my final thoughts on Facebook as an investment. As you've looked over the last several months, Facebook has been on a terrible downslide and the trend is definitely not in their favor at the moment. But as I've gone throughout this analysis, there's several things that Facebook has and has continued to succeed with. So they have a strong foothold in the social media platform. They are definitely one of the largest getting advertisers' dollars. And I think I expect that to continue as long as they're able to retain users on their platforms. And right now, there's no sign of that wavering. We do see slower growth in the different regions where they're pretty highly saturated. For example, in the U.S., they're basically stayed flat for many, many quarters now. In Europe, much the same. And in other parts of the world is where we're really going to see growth in Facebook. As we've mentioned earlier, Facebook and, and Meta and their other platforms, they they have a lot of penetration to the worldwide community. Almost, I think, 3 billion, what was it, monthly active persons or something like that. So almost half, well, a little less than half the world, 40% of the world's population uses some form of, of something that Facebook owns. Um, and so that's quite a range and you have a lot of openings there. Another thing that you'll notice, and we didn't really talk much about this is that the U S is really where they make a ton of their money from a per customer basis. It's much, much higher, rate than the rest of the world. And you see that on YouTube, you see that on other stuff, is that advertisers are willing to pay more in the U.S. That may shift in the future, but right now, I don't expect it to moving forward. Now, geographically, I think there is presented, some. or I would say politically, we do have some risk here. There's been antitrust issues. There's been um, issues with uh, speech. Um, there's been issues with just both sides of the aisle not liking Facebook for one thing or the other. And since they're located in the US, there could be restrictions that um, apply to Facebook that affect their their worldwide operations. Now, uh, another thing is like, for example, if they increase the tax on Facebook from a a minimum minimum tax, right? 15% across the board, doesn't matter if you make money or not, you still have to pay 15% off whatever that income is. For example, On the reality labs, even if they're not making money on that and they're reporting a loss, they would still have to to pay 15% on whatever income they actually produced, even though they're reporting a loss in that segment. For example, that would be more losses in that segment. Just using that as an example of of something that could hurt them further. Another thing that uh, Facebook is trying to deal with is the privacy from Apple. And that will continue to uh, hurt them and move forward. And they will try to overcome it. Um, but again, they they are going to increase their revenue, in my opinion, for year over year, even with that in place and the Google um, privacy change. I don't think it's going to be that huge of an issue moving forward. Now, with all that being said, this is one of the longer running downtrends for Facebook since their inception and in IPO. I think one of the things that we're going to want to pay attention here is what is going to happen. Are they going to start trending towards that 150, which I think is. Hopefully the level of resistance um, if they do continue trending low or they eventually going to get some support. Right now, it does seem a little bit choppy with some of the headlines that are continuing to come out against Facebook and not in their favor. So I think that's something you're going to want to pay attention to, especially if you're more of a short term investor. If you're a long term investor, uh, you know, basically history is on your side as well as Facebook has a pretty large moat around um, around their ad revenue. So I don't necessarily think that there's much in danger from a long-term perspective, but if you are a short-term investor, there definitely is a lot of choppiness ahead. Let me know what you think about Facebook down in the comments below. Do you agree with the price target? Do you think Facebook will continue to rise or fall? Are you going long? Or are you short? Let me know what you think down in the comments. Thank you so much for watching. Please consider subscribing to new videos on personal finance, investing, and stock analysis. My name is Frank. Frank Finance, out.